Welcome to the Fueled and Fit Podcast, where fitness and nutrition meet motherhood. My name is Janae Wise, otherwise known as the Fit Mom Coach. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, yoga teacher, mom of eight, and military wife. This is a podcast for busy moms like you and is all about helping you maximize your fitness and optimize your nutrition. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here and hope our time together will be beneficial to you. Before we get started, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at the Fit Mom Coach. I post regularly on my stories and love interacting with followers through my stories or DMs. I would love to see you there. I also have a YouTube channel that you might be interested in, which is just my name, Janae Wise, where I share free short format yoga flows and other workouts. I would also love to see you there. Now, on to the show. This week, we're going to continue the conversation about navigating the holiday season and we're going to talk about probably the least sexy, least exciting, most underrated part of a healthy lifestyle, and that is maintenance. Before we do, I want to take a moment to share a review of the week. This review comes from Brian A. And as a thank you for being the review of the week, Brian will receive a free exclusive Fueled and Fit mug as will all my reviews of the week for the next couple of months. So if you haven't had a chance to leave a review, you can find the info to do so in the show notes. He writes, I loved listening to Janae's simple wisdom. You could tell she was speaking truth from experience that resonates with her clients. She knows the struggle of trying to live in a modern world, and she knows how to tap into a sort of yogic calm that we all need. She reminded me of a calm, motivated female version of Rich Roll, another of my favorite health and fitness podcasters. Thank you, Brian, for that review, and thank you to all of you who have taken or will take the time to write a review for the show in Apple Podcasts. Leaving a review and rating in Apple Podcasts is one of the best ways for others to find the show, and I truly do appreciate your kindness in taking the time to do so. Thank you for your support. Okay, on to maintenance. In last week's episode part one of navigating the holidays, I talked about how I don't recommend dieting during the holiday season for most people. I don't believe it's a strategy that will set you up for success. Rather, I think that it will restrict your enjoyment of the holidays, as well as set yourself up for a lot of disappointment. There's really no need to Make your life harder than it needs to be. Being in fat loss mode, i.e. calorie deficit mode, is a little bit uncomfortable. You will know that you're in fat loss mode when you do get a little bit more hungry. And this idea that you're just going to lose weight sort of effortlessly, and, and that's, that's an idea that a lot of diets pitch is go on this diet and you'll never be hungry. And the reality is, is if you're in fat loss mode, there will be small amounts or even large amounts of hunger, depending on your diet history, depending on your genetics, and depending on your own personal 
sensitivities to hunger. We all feel hunger just a little bit differently. No two people feel hunger the same way or to the same extent. For example, I have eight children and each one of my children has different tolerances for hunger. I have one child who could probably go days, maybe not days, but quite a long time without eating any food. And he has a very muted hunger signaling system. And then I have other kids who after about an hour or two of not eating, they start panicking as if they're starving. So realize that hunger is a little bit relative. With that in mind, let's define what maintenance is. It's simply this, when energy intake matches energy output. In other words, you aren't consuming more than you're burning, which would lead to an increase in weight. And you're also not burning more than you are consuming, which would lead to a decrease in weight. Going back to this idea of maintenance and not dieting and my recommendation that for most individuals, it would be best to not diet during the holidays. I want to reiterate that the reason why I recommend this is that trying to do so, trying to diet, trying to be in fat loss mode will likely backfire for most people and start a cycle of shame, binge, and restriction. So instead, I offer an alternative to what most people do. It's not going to be a free-for-all or eat, eat, drink, and be merry mentality. And it's also not a list of do's and don'ts or restriction or dieting, but rather a mentality of maintenance. So instead of trying to lose weight or going the opposite direction and gaining weight, you are doing the radical thing and focusing on matching your energy intake with your energy output. In a word, you are maintaining. How do we maintain, especially when we have a lot of goodies at our fingertips? throughout the holidays. Regular meal patterns, as opposed to irregular meal patterns, are associated with successful weight maintenance, whether it be during the holiday season or any other time of year. Meal patterns should fit your schedule and your lifestyle, but should be as consistent as possible. And I can't reiterate this enough. I have learned through a lot of trial and error, please learn from my mistakes, especially for females, regular meal patterns are going to reassure your body that you are well fed, that you're not starving. It will keep your blood sugar stable, which is important for feeling those optimum levels of energy, and it will put you on the best path for success. So I want to say, take a moment here, because I'm sure there are a few of you out there that are thinking, well, wait a second, Janae, I have heard a lot about intermittent fasting, and there are some awesome benefits to intermittent fasting. My friend intermittent fasts, and she's been losing a lot of weight and it works really well for her. And I will say it is a strategy. It is an approach that an individual can take for a number of reasons. But when it comes to fat loss, it's not any better than any other dietary restriction approach. So let me say that again. If your goal is fat loss, intermittent fasting is no better than any other dietary restriction or uh, caloric restriction approach. So if you account for calories, they're they're the same. And so with that, if, if you realize that, then you just have to say, okay, which one fits my lifestyle better? Eating regular meals with calorie restriction built in, and we're talking about fat loss mode now, or intermittent fasting 
where, you know, if you only have a five hour eating window, the idea is you don't put any limits on your foods or, or maybe you do, but I think for most people, the idea is you just have this eating window. And if you stick to the eating window, then you will lose weight. And the reason why you will lose weight is because there is a calorie deficit. That is the only reason why anyone barring some significant health challenges that I'm just talking normal human beings here without any weird things going on with their thyroid or any medical conditions. Average female is only going to lose weight because of a calorie deficit. So so you just have to ask yourself, does intermittent fasting fit better with my lifestyle or do regular meal patterns fit better with my lifestyle? I would suggest that for most women, regular meal patterns will be the best option simply because we live in a, a culture of food we go out to eat with friends, we have potlucks and parties, and those can happen in the morning, at midday, in the evening. And I want you to be social, I want you to spend time with people, and I don't want your social interactions to be squelched a little bit because you're the one who's deciding, you know what, this is not in my eating window, I'm not gonna eat. That's one aspect of intermittent fasting that I do not like. There are others actually but we're not gonna go into that. So regular meal patterns are associated with successful weight maintenance. I can't repeat that enough. Hey there, just Janae here, and I wanted to take a moment and let you know about my new Fueled and Fit Accelerate program. I currently offer one-on-one -on -one coaching services, but on December 8th, I will open the doors to enrollment to a new eight-week group coaching package that will begin after the first of the year, so for 2023. My Accelerate program is perfect if you're looking for greater accountability, support, community, and guidance in your fitness and wellness journey. This is an eight-week training program for fat loss, increasing muscular endurance, strength, and overall fitness. Space is limited and will include a gym-only training as well as at-home-only training options. This program includes both nutritional coaching and a well-rounded training program, weekly live group Q&As, and a private Facebook group to get you in the best shape of your life. The program will begin on January 9th, 2023, and with registration opening December 8th. But as a bonus to my podcast listeners, that's you, I will be offering a pre-launch discount of $150 off the $279 base price. This is an incredible discount and will only be available for five days beginning December 1st before registration opens to the public. If you want to take advantage of these amazing savings as well as get additional information on the program, check out my link in the show notes and I will send you the details and a discount code. Again, my Fueled and Fit eight-week Accelerate group coaching program will be kicking off January 9th, 2023 with registration opening December 8th. But podcast listeners will have the option to register before the launch starting December 1st and cash in on an extra $150 in savings if you check out the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. Mentally, a lot of people are either in diet mode, fat loss, calorie restriction mode, 
or what I call clueless or what the heck mode. Diet mode is when you're either on a diet or trying to lose weight. You may or may not be in a calorie deficit. So diet mode is also a mental state. I'm sure you've been in this place. You've seen others be in this place where they're quote on a diet, but they're not actually losing weight. And if you're not losing weight, you are not in a true calorie deficit. It's that simple. However, diet mode is absolutely a mental state. So it's this idea of either restriction or I'm in fat loss mode and so I'm trying to lose weight. It's it's kind of a mental state as much as it is anything else. And then the other mode is the clueless or what the heck mode. And it's where you have no idea what you're eating or how much you're consuming on a day-to-day basis. There's that disconnect, that lack of awareness, either because you're apathetic, indifferent, or you have the mindset of really what's the point. How would your holiday season experience be different if your mindset shifted to maintenance? If you focused on fueling yourself regularly and properly while also enjoying some holiday foods. So in last episode, I talked about the importance of boundaries. It's not a free for all. You are going to have some healthy boundaries for yourself while also continuing to exercise as normal. So you're not increasing your formal cardio exercise, for example, as well as finding opportunities to move that are less structured, like cleaning, yard work, playing with your kids outside, going for an after meal stroll, finding opportunities and ways to just have fun with movement. So how how would your holiday season be different if you found this Goldilocks zone of not too hot, not too cold, but just right. I want to take a moment here and transition just a little bit and talk about the biological changes that occur after a period of calorie restriction. And I think it's important to understand these changes in order to understand why it's so important to have periods of maintenance. In fact, most of your life should be lived in maintenance. And the sad reality is, is the diet industry really does not talk about maintenance enough. And I want to refer you to Heather at Half Size Me. She has a podcast, and I would say one of her rallying cries or one of her platforms, main philosophies, is maintenance. And she preaches weight maintenance on and on, day in and day out. That is kind of her thing. And I love what she has to say about maintenance. And so I would just refer you to her and I will put a link to her podcast in the show notes. But let's talk about some of the changes that occur after a dieting period. After prolonged periods of calorie restriction, the body does adapt. Your metabolism doesn't break. Your metabolism is not broken, but rather your body is this amazing mechanism that shifts and adapts to the stressors and essentially the information that you give it, i.e. food. So if you go into a period, a longer period of calorie restriction, this isn't going to just happen after a week or two. I'm talking months and maybe even years, which sadly there may be some individuals out there who have been restricting calories for years, but the body adapts through a series of hormone shifts that regulate your hunger cues. 
So when the body is placed in an energy deficit, there are strong signals to try to bring the body back into energy balance. All your body cares about is homeostasis, of keeping everything just even keel, preserving the body fat stores that you have, preserving the muscle, preserving the bone mass. Your body is a very brilliant machine and has you in its best interest. And so it's just trying to protect and preserve your assets because throughout the history of the world, your fat stores have been seen as an asset by your body. But now we live in a world where we don't have these long stretches of famine. In fact, I would say that this idea of food scarcity or famine is one that we can't even comprehend, at least Westerners who are middle to upper class. One of the signals that your body sends after a period or even during calorie restriction is an increase in appetite. So things like ghrelin, which is a hormone that regulates appetite, that is increased or decreased based on your food intake. And I'll give you an example. Reduced obese people, that's just a term for obese people who have lost a significant amount of weight, do not experience a decrease in hunger during overfeeding. So for example, if you take an obese individual and then they've lost weight, and then they've been in this period of calorie restriction and then they decide to you know, go back to normal eating and even overeat and they're overfed. So they are consuming more calories than they are burning. Their hormones, the ghrelin, the leptin, those hormones that help to control hunger, those hormones are kind of out of whack in the sense that a reduced obese person does not feel less hungry after overfeeding. So their body doesn't really get the signal, oh, we have a lot of food, we're, we're good, we're not, you don't need to be hungry. In, instead, their hunger will be just as strong, if not stronger, as they continue to eat. And so they want to eat more. And this is why it makes for obese people who have lost weight, it, weight maintenance is quite a challenge. So what can you do to kind of bypass or improve the chances for success for weight maintenance? And this goes for obese people as well who have lost weight, as well as individuals who have just lost a little bit of weight and they want to maintain the weight. The increased biological drive to regain weight combined with our hyper palatable, easy to access food environment can make long-term adherence to a weight maintenance diet very difficult. Willpower is generally not enough to overcome these challenges. I will talk more about this in future episodes, but motivation and willpower are way down the line on the list of things that you need to be successful in losing weight and keeping it off. The physiological, psychological, and environmental factors can really be overwhelming. This is not just for someone who's just trying to maintain their weight loss, but I'm talking about a normal weight individual who just wants to maintain their weight. For example, during the holidays, there are a lot of things that are against you. It's almost like people are just throwing food and uh, calories. So it's not just the food, it's the drinks as well at you throughout the whole holiday season. And if you're American, that probably extends to the entire year. We just love food as Americans. A dietary, an appropriate dietary strategy is one that makes adherence as easy as possible while minimizing any discomfort or suffering. Like I said before, if you are in fat loss mode or even if you're in maintenance mode, especially if you have lost a significant amount of weight, 
I hate to say this, but you are going to have to be on your guard for really the rest of your life because, particularly if you've been an obese person, because of those biological changes, your hunger cues are going to be stronger. It's really unfair, I know, but they're going to be stronger than someone who has never gained a lot of weight and lost it. I just think it's important to explain that. Maintenance periods can act as a psychological break from the rigors of dieting without negatively affecting your long-term success. In fact, there are no differences in weight or fat loss when intermittent approaches are compared with continuous approaches. So did you get that? (laughs) There are no differences in overall fat loss when intermittent approaches are incorporated. So that being you're in a dieting phase and then you take a maintenance break and then you're in a dieting phase and you take a maintenance break versus continuous calorie restriction. This suggests that intermittent approaches can be used for individuals that may need them without negatively impacting success. So we're talking about dieters. So maybe you've been in weight loss mode for some portion of this year. Maybe you're currently in fat loss mode. Maybe you have some weight to lose in the future. So put this in your pocket and tell yourself, I can take a maintenance break anytime and it will actually be to my benefit. Because here's the thing, weight maintenance is not that different from being in a diet mode, being in calorie restriction mode, especially if your calorie restriction is only 10 to 20% of your calories. So for example, if you need 2000 calories a day, you're only cutting that by 10, maybe 20% max. And that's only, you know, what, two 200 to 400 calories a day. That's not a significant amount of calories. And I would never recommend going above 20 per a 20% deficit, at least for a long period of time. If you're only doing it for maybe two or three weeks, fine. But certainly I wouldn't go above 30% of a calorie deficit of your total calories. It's just Janae here, and I want to take a moment and thank you for listening to my brand new podcast. It means the world to me. You know, starting a podcast is kind of a scary venture. As a listener, you have literally thousands and thousands of podcasts to listen to, and here you are. Thank you. My goal with this podcast is to reach the ears and hearts of as many mamas out there as possible. Only way to do this is with your help. Anytime you share an episode on the socials, refer it to a friend, or even by subscribing and listening every week, you are supporting this podcast. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart, truly. If you want to go a step further in supporting the show to kick this podcast off with a bang, I actually have an amazing free bonus just for you, which is I'm giving away my Fueled and Fit Insider's Guide, not yet launched, worth $20, totally for free for everyone who leaves a five-star review of the Fueled and Fit podcast on iTunes right now. In this 30-page guide, I share with you my very best tips as a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, and veteran mom of eight. You'll find all the fundamental points of knowledge needed to set yourself up for success with a healthy lifestyle. This guide is chock full of all the things I'd wish I'd known sooner in my fitness and wellness journey and all the things I want my clients to know. So consider this your insider's guide to success. All the tips and tricks I would tell you if you are one of my one-on-one coaching or personal training clients, 
It's like you're studying for a test on how to become a rock star fueled and fit mama. And I slip you the answer sheet, but you don't have to feel guilty about it because you're not actually cheating. And today it's yours totally for free. All you have to do is step one, open up iTunes, click on this podcast, fueled and fit, click write review, then click those five little stars and share what you love most about the show. Step two, head to JanaeWise.com slash bonus and pop in your contact details and iTunes account name so I can know the review is from you and I can send you the bonus to your inbox stat. It's that simple. Step one, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Step two, head to JanaeWise.com slash bonus and send me your details. And that's it. And as an extra little thank you, I'll be choosing my favorite review of the week and sending that reviewer an exclusive fueled and fit mug so you can sip along in style while you listen to your favorite show. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause, go leave that review and head over to JanaeWise.com slash bonus. Hop in your details and claim this amazing 30 page instant downloadable guide for yourself. So the sad thing is, as I mentioned before, that there just is not enough talk about the importance of weight maintenance. Again, it seems to be this all or nothing sort of thing, like I'm all in a diet restriction, calorie restriction mode, or it's just a free for all. But weight maintenance is this period of time where you're just seeking balance. You're seeking energy balance. You're not trying to lose weight and you're also not gaining weight because you're just eating whatever. And research suggests that people who receive specific programs for weight maintenance with interaction with a fitness professional like a personal trainer or a coach, rather than just a weight loss intervention with no weight maintenance program, have improved long-term weight loss outcomes and derive benefits from weight maintenance education. So how do we bring this back to the holidays? How do we maintain weight during the holiday season? I recommend tracking, whether you use a food app like the 8 app or just a paper pencil log to just keep your awareness on point. Those things are helpful. In order to have the most accuracy, however, I do recommend using something a bit more accurate like MyFitnessPal or my personal favorite is Chronometer. Now, if you haven't tracked in the past and you aren't too concerned about weight gain over the holidays, then, you know, maybe it's not for you. Just increasing your awareness of portion sizes and treats and having those boundaries can go a long way in maintaining your energy balance. I want to wrap this episode up with talking about tips for making better choices throughout the holidays, specifically improving your environment. So I want to tell you about optimal foraging theory, OFT. Optimal foraging theory refers to how human brains assign value to food. OFT is defined by the calories gained from a food relative to how much energy and time is needed to obtain it. Energy-dense foods provide a lot of calories and are easy to obtain and thus provide higher value, higher pleasure to the brain. We are pleasure-seeking animals. That's not a bad thing. It's part of our biology. It's part of our survival. But you need to understand that we need to have boundaries around those pleasures, right? So when it comes to, for example, sex, we have this drive to be intimate (laughs) and we have a sex drive and that enables us to procreate, to 
to keep the species going. And that's a very strong primal drive that the urge to eat, we get a lot of pleasure from it. And specifically from those higher energy foods, we get even more pleasure because it's giving our body a lot of calories, which translates to better survival. So understanding this helps us to understand why. I mean, we're not addicted. I think most people are not truly addicted to food. It's just some of us have these really sensitive survival mechanisms built within us. So we have really strong hunger cues and it's just our body trying to survive, trying to look out for number one, which is, you know, our health. And it's kind of backfires in our modern society where we have so much food and it's super hyper palatable. So it's really important to understand OFT and to make these energy dense foods difficult to obtain either by keeping them out of the house or keeping them out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. And it therefore reduces the value of these foods. So that's OFT. And I want to transition into probably my biggest tip for maintaining your weight during the holidays. And that is to reduce food cues and visibility. Food cue exposure is associated with increased eating and weight gain. And all of these little references to research, I am going to include the footnotes to the research so you can do more of a deep dive if you would like to. I'm going to include those footnotes in the show notes so you can check those out. I'm not just picking research out of nowhere. There are footnotes to back up what I am saying. So food cue exposure is associated with increased eating and weight gain, as I, as I just said, and overweight individuals may be more sensitive to food cues. Again, some people are just biologically, genetically predisposed to being sensitive to food, to hunger. Thus, reducing those cues may help people manage their calorie intake. So I suggest keeping foods out of sight to reduce the temptation and spontaneous snacking. So if you get a plate of holiday cookies, Christmas cookies, don't leave it on the countertop. Put it in a cupboard, put it in the fridge. Again, there are no off-limits foods for you during the holiday season, unless you're an individual that you absolutely have to stay away from sugar, then I would say respect your respect yourself and keep that boundary if that's a boundary that you need. But most people do not have to have that boundary. In food storage areas, reduce the visibility of less healthy options by burying them behind or beneath more healthy options and avoid watching commercials that are filled with food advertisements. So I personally am not someone who watches any television whatsoever. But if you are a person that watches TV, maybe keep that in the back of your mind because at food advertisement, seeing a lot of delicious food, it absolutely will trigger your hunger cues, even though you don't really need the food. To end this here, I mentioned this in last episode, I want your holiday season to be a time of food and fun. I don't want you to feel like you are depriving yourself. At the same time, I do want you to have a healthy sense of boundaries around food. And you may be the regular recipient of holiday goodies, treat plates, and that's a wonderful way to show love and to show giving is to give some holiday bread or cookies or any kind of treats. And a lot of love and effort went into those treats. I know because we have spent many a December making goodie or cookie plates for neighbors and friends. And it's 
a super fun way to spend time together as a family. It's a great tradition and our family really enjoys cooking and baking together. And my kids, as they have gotten older, have expressed a lot of interest in learning how to bake treats for others. And I want to continue the tradition. However, my tip for that is when you are baking treats for people, making treats, don't have any bites, licks, or tastes. Just that's off limits. If you, if it's a brand new recipe, there is no need to taste, you know, to do a taste test as you're cooking. Plus you really shouldn't be eating raw dough. (laughs) Just, just a little food safety tip there. Um, it's a, if it's a recipe that you're creating on your own, then maybe there may be a need to have a little bite or taste mid cook. But for the most part, I talked about this in the first episode and that is have eating times Meal times are super important. So if it's not a meal time, if it's not snack time, then don't put anything in your mouth. So that's a big tip right there. And then the other one, as I mentioned previously, is to clean up your food environment. Find ways to put those treats out of sight so they're out of mind. I want you to enjoy the holidays, but I also want you to find that Goldilocks zone of weight maintenance. Weight maintenance has a lot of benefits psychologically as well as physiologically. Your body will love being in a state of maintenance. Maintenance is a sweet thing because you are fueling your body properly. You're going to have higher energy levels because you're not in that calorie restriction mode and you're not in that overfed mode. A lot of times when we're overfed, we're sleepy, we have less energy because your body has to spend more time and energy digesting food that you don't actually need. To sum up what we've been talking about today, I want to leave you with this thought. If you are wanting to lose weight, just put a pin in it. There is a time for that during the holiday season is not really the time for most people. As I explained, I think pretty thoroughly, there is a time for weight loss and fat loss is a period of time when you're in a calorie deficit and even in the most ideal, best sort of scenario diet-wise, it's a state of mild to medium stress on your body. So physically, as well as mentally, and perhaps even emotionally, it is stressful. It requires a level of commitment that requires time and energy, and it's better put to use during the times of year when you can really focus on it. So if your goal is fat loss, Just put a pin in it until after the new year when things have settled down and you can focus and give it the proper time and energy. If you are in a place where you don't need to lose weight or you don't want to lose weight, then maintenance is still a great goal during this holiday season. As I mentioned in my first episode, most Americans gain anywhere from three to eight pounds during the holiday season. So if you do nothing more than simply maintain your weight and don't gain any weight during the holiday season, you have done an awesome thing for your health and you'll be better for it. Our time is up. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts on navigating the holidays. If you need more support, please check out my stories on Instagram. Send me a DM if you're really struggling. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know what topics you would like to hear in the future. I'm really looking forward to the month of December. I have some awesome guests coming onto the show in the next couple of weeks, and I can't wait for you to hear the interviews that I have in store. I hope you have learned a lot today. 
and that's it. Thank you so much for listening again. I can't say that enough. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast so that you make sure to never miss a show. Until our next episode, remember you are worth it, mama. Bye.